Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello, and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Ariel, kick it. Duh! Let's get ready to homeschool. I have the tag. It's the thrill of the fight. Yeah, 2023 is coming in. Yeah, it's really late, you guys. It's really late. I'm looking at that waveform on the screen right now, and it is horrific. I'm going to have to fix that one. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> you know what? It's been a long day. We spent the day at Brickfest, which was, I don't know if that was like a great idea or not, but it's an all-day Lego convention. Um, I didn't know such a thing existed. I'm not sure if we'll go back. It was a little bit, so we're a little bit zany tonight, so uh, apologies. Well, I mean, also, it was children playing in essentially Lego mosh pits, so I am eagerly awaiting what diseases have come our way. I just felt like it was a pit of hand, foot, and mouth. I mean, I hope not. I hope not. I tried to sanitize them as much as I could. (laughs) They come out, we spray them with little hand sanitizer. I was like, germ gel, germ Germ gel. gel. Put your hands. (laughs) But they had a good time. Speaking of germs... School year starting. Yeah. Oh, that was a good dance. Yeah, I know. That was a great dance. So today we, all of this, it's late, you guys. Um, I love how you're all probably listening to this on a Monday morning when you're like fresh, you've got your coffee. What's wrong with you? And you're listening to these people like late night ramble at you. So (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, But maybe you haven't had your coffee yet and then you're with us. So we wanted to talk about getting ready for the new school year. As homeschoolers, we don't have a set schedule, um, but... A lot of folks do like to kind of revamp and restart at the beginning of the year. And if you do have a family for a school that you attend Mm -hmm. or a co-op or you do meetups or scouts or whatever, like us, you go to a parent partnership or you have some sort of other charter part time or even if it's just lessons like our our daughters in dance class, dance class doesn't start until the school year starts. So even if you're not. Sports as well. I mean, everything kind of is starting right right now. Everything in the world for kids revolves around the school year. So even if that's not your year and you homeschool year round just like we do um it still is kind of a you know it's a refresh time things are always a little different in the summer especially if your kids have non um non-homeschool friends they're off during the summer yeah. I mean, you may have been seeing them more there's trips more, going more on more play dates more getting out more you know like there's activities there's going camp. to zoo going to camp all those fun things there's all kinds of stuff so we thought it would be really good now that we're kind of the end of the month here and get ready for school yes yeah, school 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 now what's the first thing that you know somebody has to do is understanding that you know quote unquote the school year it's a time you know, horizon, like it takes time, right? And right. A lot of times we want to set goals and, you know, move into, you know, some type of sequence of things that we yeah. need to accomplish, or maybe we have deliverables we need to do, like we need to get through You're this curriculum. software product owner. I know, I know. I got to get through <sighs> my deliverables. We got to, we got to <laughs> ship on time. We got to have a minimal viable product. <laughs> well, so for whether you're a, whether you're a seasoned homeschooler or this yeah. is your first year homeschooling, I kind of think that every, every time we, we approach 
the new school year, it's always kind of this reset time. And and what we like to do most, and we have, this is the discussion going on right now in our house, is mm-hmm. what are our goals for the year? This is not what is my schedule for the year. I want to be clear about that. Because if you're going to schedule yourself down to the T, you will probably be disappointed and frustrated at some point. Yeah. So I, I don't recommend scheduling out your entire year. Maybe you schedule your instruction days, especially if you have a number of instruction days you have to do for your state. Mm-hmm. You're scheduling some major trips and things. Like, that's fine. That's kind of like the big plan. But saying, like, I'm going to do 42 lessons of math this school year mm-hmm. is a really hard It's a really hard thing. If you want that to be your goal, I mean, I think that's awesome. But I would caution, especially new homeschoolers, from doing that kind of thing because then inevitably you're going to get behind and you're going to get upset. Mm -hmm. So the idea of setting goals is not setting schedule, but saying, like, really, what do you want to accomplish this year? Is it that you want to finish that math curriculum or is it that you want your child to be at a certain level? You know, for us this last year, our main goal of everything we did was that we wanted our daughter to pick up a book and want to read it for fun. And we won. We, yeah, she finally did. That was the <laughs> Thank our, you, Pete the Cat. Yeah. That was her only goal. <laughs> I know. I mean, we because we felt like, you know, the rest of it was going to plot along. She was doing okay in the other subjects. We weren't as concerned, but our major overarching goal was that. Yeah. And you can have lots of little goals, but think about like, what do you really want to accomplish this year? Or what does your learner really want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. If you've got an older student, what is their goal? We have some friends who uh, their son is working on this really cool wind turbine. Exactly. And his goal is to finish that project by the end of the year. Um, so like maybe your learner has a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is this is about like, what do you want your child to learn? What do you want them to be exposed to? Or what do you want to accomplish? Like, think about it. These are your metrics. They're mm-hmm. not set by the state. Yeah, I was wondering about the <laughs> metrics. Like, how how does, you know, we have a lot of experienced homeschoolers listening to this right now, but there are a lot of new ones. And we, we, mm-hmm. we, we know because you've joined the Facebook group or you've messaged Ariel yeah. um, or you've emailed us and we know this is your first year and we're, you know, how do, you, how do they set these metrics? How do they do that? I think it really depends on what your overall, what your reasons for homeschooling are and your overall kind of plan, right? Mm-hmm. If this is a temporary thing, you're going to homeschool for a year and then you're going to jump back into the public school system. Maybe you've got some a move going on this year or something and you're just like, this year's a homeschool year. That's great. You're going to want to then know what the standards are for the school that you're going to be going into, whether that's a common core standard or, you know, depending on the subject, there's different state standards. So mm-hmm. that's probably going to be where you're at. You want to make sure that your child can go in and drop into that school situation and that, and that they're going to be fine. You know, that can help guide a lot of your decision making. You know, Absolutely it can. How, you know, what do we need to learn? What do we need to obtain? You know, are these goals obtainable? Like, right. am, am I shooting for the right right target? Or maybe you have gone ahead and pulled your child from public school and you've listened to our de-schooling episode mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, you're de-schooled. You know, you're working through that process. Maybe you've assessed your child and you know that they're a couple grades behind in math or something and they... Mm-hmm. And they absolutely hate it. Maybe your goal for the year is that you want to help them catch up at least one grade level and if not a couple, um, and you want them to not hate math anymore. Maybe that's your goal. So this is all totally individual. It's about meeting your kids where they're at and where do you really want them to be by the end of the year. Um, So, you know, for for our older daughter this year, we're talking about kind of, you know, what's our goal? Our goal this year is to get her out of early reader books to get her into just very easy beginner chapter books, because that is going to open the floodgates. 
you know, for our younger daughter, she's going to be jumping into um, our parent partnership, not this fall, but next fall because she's only four. And I think my goal for this year is, you know, writing letters, writing numbers, things of that nature and getting her prepared for her, you know, ABCs and one, two, threes. My, my goal for her is really learning to is, is really working with her on sharing, like playing games with her. We've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of that We've over the summer. A, a lot of gameplay this summer. Right, because we want her to be, as a five-year-old, to go into a classroom setting and be able to share. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, for me, I would really like her to be, not that, you know, I still don't like to share at 40, so I'm not going to judge her all the time. But, you know, in general, that she can play well with other kids and she's mm-hmm. doing pretty well in preschool, so I'm not too worried. But, you know, that's kind of our major goals. So what are your goals for your child? What metrics well, are meaningful to you? And, and I think setting goals helps you to make the decisions that going mm-hmm. forward, you know, like it's hard to make, you know, minor decisions in the moment, like curriculum and, mm-hmm. and like tools and, and things you may need in your homeschool. If you don't know, you know, what your goals are, right? right. Like you have to set your goals first before you can step into something. And right. I think that's true about almost about anything. We have a really great episode that we did, I think last year, I want to say on smart goals smart and goals, Matt yeah. will link it in the show notes. If you want to know more about goal setting, but really you want to make it something that mm-hmm. you, under, you understand well, so be specific about it. It's got to be something that you can actually attain and, you know, you got to be realistic. Don't set yourself up. And that's why that's why I say with, you know, I'm going to do exactly this many lessons of math and exactly this many lessons of reading or whatever. It's like, in some ways, that's not realistic. Somebody's going to get sick. Something's mm-hmm. going to happen. You're going to have an opportunity to... Parents will come in, you know, what, whatever. Stuff, yeah. Th- things are going to come that are going to kind of wreck that. So, you know, I, I hesitate to do that. But if that's your jam and you want to do that, and it doesn't stress you out. I think this is one of the most important things. If a If a goal stresses you and Mm -hmm. makes you frustrated or worries you, that's not a helpful goal. The whole point of setting the goal is to give you something to work towards and envision. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a working thing. But if it's going to, you know, add to your anxiety... Or it's going to set you back. Right. Then that's not the right goal to have. Maybe you want something that is... um, you know, not so stringent. So think about your goals. This is the time. This is the time when we set goals and then we can measure those at the end of the year or, you know, audit them through the year and see how you're doing on those towards those goals. So once they have those goals set, they're going to want to choose materials and materials are things like curriculum. You know, how do they go about making those decisions on you know what they might need. You know they need to research YouTube videos and things yep. of that nature. This is a this is a big one. This is where the research comes in. Every homeschool yeah. parent is, you know, whatever their philosophy or educational style, they're all in exactly the same boat. We've all got to figure out what we're going to do, yeah. what materials we're going to use, whether you want to use a curriculum or not, whether you're just going to put together your own unit studies, or you're going to create a mash unit of different curriculums to form something. That works for you. Right. Or you're going to buy a giant box curriculum with mm-hmm. the money from your charter school and you're going to say, hey, I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to get this. Whatever it is, yep. there's a lot of research that goes into it. And knowing what your goals are in advance will really help you to choose Narrow those materials. decisions. Because mm-hmm. we, we know that there are so many curriculums out there for you to choose. It can be paralyzing mm-hmm. to make that decision. You're like, oh my God, I don't know which math curriculum to use. This is crazy. But if you understand... At more of a root level, like what you said, what are the problems? What are the things I'm trying to solve? Or what are my goals? It kind of helps narrow those decisions down and takes a little bit of that stress off your shoulder. Absolutely. This is a this is a time when you're going to do your research online. You're going to watch YouTube videos. You're going to do a lot of reading, trying to figure out what the right thing is for you. As we always say for new homeschoolers, 
don't go out and buy something super expensive until you know exactly. more about your teaching style and your kids' learning style and what really works for you. You know, that's the time to kind of say, oh, yeah, I know that if I drop $200 on this thing, it's worth it. Um, when you're very first starting, we really recommend starting gently. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this is your first fall, you might start with things where you can get most of the books from the library. You can do some gentle early reading, whether that's, you know, things that are kind of low cost. Maybe you want to do Explode the Code and Kindergarten Math at Home yeah. or Kindergarten Math with Confidence. Those are a couple of, you know, for reading and for uh for math, the two main ones, a couple of really affordable curriculums, and then mm-hmm. maybe get yourself a digital PDF, whether that's Blossom and Root or Build Your Library or Torchlight or something, and you know, take it take it gently, and really don't have this huge outlay with manipulatives and all that. But if you're a seasoned homeschooler and you know, hey, this is what this is what I'm going to want. I know this works with my kid. Then this is the time to go out and get those manipulatives and things. And yep. you have to think about how soon do I need to acquire those. Um, what extras if, am I going to need with if the, it? If the local school starts on September 12th or whatever it might be, do you as a homeschooler have to start on that day? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Right. I mean, it just it really depends what your plan says. Yeah. So some it, it's all different, right? If you live in some states like New York where you've got to yeah. put a detailed plan together and submit that, then yeah, you might have some dates that you're held to. But in general, no. You can kind of... You can go with when you want to start and what you want to do. But do think about giving yourself enough lead time. We have had some curriculum manufacturers who haven't been able to ship right away, especially at the start of the school year. It gets really busy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, try to be aware. At, at the point that this is coming out, we're right in this prime time. So be aware it may take a few extra weeks. To and you may materials. need to lean on like digital versions of those curriculums that you can print off in your own home or right. at the library or whatnot. And that, and that may be how you start the year. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be surprised if things might, you know, be a little rocky getting things right at the beginning of the year. And if you are doing something that really leverages the library, we love to, if possible, um, don't start it right in the second <laughs> or go out of sequence yeah. um, because you're going to find that it could be really difficult to get those books in exactly the timeline that it's, the curriculum will provide. It's surprising. You may think, oh, I'm the only person doing Build Your Library in my county. Yeah. Nope, nope. There's probably somebody in your county doing it and they just took your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. I, we yeah. really like going off sequence with that. So you may even say, oh, oh I'm going to start my math and reading right now, but I'm going to wait two months to start the uh, you know, whatever, a literature-based or curriculum or something. Swap a month or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, do right. something creative like that. And if it doesn't really matter on, you know, the order of things, right. it, it's, it's okay to do that. Right. Like if you're doing like Build Your Library Zero, you could just, you could swap which continent you go to first. It's not exactly. going to, you know, usually it's not going to affect the, the books. So that's something. And when you're picking curriculum too, really, if you have older learners or you have been homeschooling for a while, make sure you're consulting your learners and what do they love? What do they hate? Sometimes that's things... a part, it's a partnership. I mean, that's it is. that's one of the big differences between, say, a you know public school or even a private school where it's one teacher to thirty kids or one teacher to twenty kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a specific style of education. In this case, it's it's just a partnership between you and your child. There's no reason why you you don't bring them into the discussion or help you make decisions on you know what type of curriculum that they would prefer. Maybe even review the curriculums together and say. You know, mom, I'm not really into workbooks or, you know, I, I prefer to do more tactile stuff or, or whatever it might be. Or I'm thinking about doing, I, I would like to do it on the computer this year. I, I don't really want to do handwritten stuff. I'd like to do my math online. Yeah. And that can maybe help you make 
a different decision here or there. We were really surprised. We've our daughter's always really liked workbooks, and mm-hmm. we thought workbooks worked really well for her. Um, but now we found that we started IXL, and we were just really doing that over the summer. Um, but we asked our daughter, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't want to go back to workbooks, Mom. I really like IXL. Yeah. She's really digging it, and she's doing well at it. So it it's kind of sometimes you think, well, you know, they they kind of liked." They liked both things, or this has worked in the past, but asking her, her opinion was, no, I, I kind of like doing this digitally. So um, always consult your learners Help, if you helps, can. It helps to get buy-in as well. Yes. Absolutely. Um, once they have their goals set and then they've gone ahead and started to pick their materials, planning becomes a big thing, right? Mm, like, you know, yeah. how are you going to now start to, you know, eat the elephant in, the, in, in some respect is... You know, you have a whole year laid out ahead of you. You have multiple channels of curriculum that you've got to attack. You may have multiple children mm-hmm. that you're supporting. That's that, a lot. That could be a lot. you got a lot of lanes there that you got to fill. Yeah, this is where scheduling is so important. We have a really great series on daily, weekly, and um, monthly? Month, yearly. Yearly, yearly. Daily, weekly, and yearly scheduling, um, which we'll link in the show notes that are really good. But this is the point where you want to start setting it out. And I've already started this. I have a weekly plan for ourselves about like, here's what we're going to be doing kind of every week. And it's really general and big time blocks. And I kind of know the flow of the year. Um, and then we're going to be doing a daily plan shortly. Mm-hmm. And that daily plan is something if, if you can, if you have a spot in your house, it's great to post that yep. so that your kids they have their expectations are managed. They know what to expect, what comes next. Well, especially as they get older and you are, you know, developing more independence for your learners, they are going to start to do some of this work on their own. Right. Right. They need to go and do your reading work, go and do your math work. Right. Um, you don't have to necessarily sit over their shoulder. Like with the early, early learners, you are really kind of pulling them along through in some respects. Mm-hmm. But once they get a little bit older and from a lot of our interviews that we've we've had in our in our homeschooling journeys... It becomes more of like you're a facilitator and yeah. you're saying, okay, here's your work for here. Here's your work for here. Here's the book you need to read. It becomes a little bit of a different dynamic. Right. You're facilitating some subjects and some subjects you're really teaching hands-on. And, you know, when, you're, when your kids can see what's coming too and the things they need to do, then they can even decide proactively to take some things. Our, our daughter is like that. She's like, oh, I know I'm going to have to do 20 minutes of reading later. I'm just going to get it done right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm going to knock it out right now. Yeah. yeah so, so she's starting to get into that mindset now that she's entering second grade. Um, that age. Uh, and so that's really helpful. So just remember with your daily scheduling and, and there's a lot more in the the total podcast there, but don't schedule down to every 15 minutes no. <laughs> for your kids. Just, if I, we see, I see this often with new homeschoolers and they post like, this is my schedule for the day. And it's like <laughs> it's, nine to four. And it's, it's like in 15 minutes. It's a super nanny like, schedule. It's a super nanny. Yeah, schedule. It yeah. is. And yeah. just, you know, um, that's really, that's really strict. I think that that's almost like planning that X, I'm going to do X amount of lessons for the whole year. Yeah, it's right. really, it's tough. You know, you're thinking about, think of it more in terms of routine than schedule. Yeah. What is the routine? What are, you know, their major movements and, and you can have time blocks, but just don't, don't schedule yourself so tight that you're constantly running up against this war of keeping yourself on your own schedule. When it's going to create anxiety with you, your expectations will be falling short of you know the desire, and that's going to cause frustration. That's that frustration is going to get passed on to the educational relationship with your child, and it's going to create conflict and friction. And try to maybe pull back on the on those expectations and allow your child to you know, enjoy the learning experience without like feeling like you're having to drive them through everything. Yeah. It's really hard yeah. when you, when you 
cut yourself too tight because then you're just you're stressed and then that stress passes because you're gonna have a bad day you're gonna have a good day like some days i'll do three right start math lessons in one day and then one day it's just gonna be one and i can't feel like i'm on behind now because i didn't do as much as i did before and whatnot yeah because our daughter really loves math yeah one thing too about scheduling um, with the curriculum and what you want to do there is like, you need to decide on what your scheduling style is. Are you going to do like a block schedule or a loop schedule? So we go into all of that, um, in those, in that series, but that's something that if you're a lot of curriculums have that built in naturally, some of them do, but, but sometimes, you know, you're not going to want to knock through all seven things in a day or whatever. Sometimes you're going to say, okay, we're just going to loop through this. And that's a really easy way to go when you're just starting because you can say, hey, I've got seven subjects or whatever. We're just going to go in order. And however far we get today, then tomorrow we just start from wherever we were. We're just going to yeah. keep going. Um, and that, that that's really nice. Um, other days, you know, we have like a specific day in our homeschool schedule this year that's going to be a field trip day. Yep. Because of the way that everything works out, we've designated that and our incoming zoo passes to be our, you know, field trip day. Yeah, we, we've begun looking at the, was the season pass to yeah, the various places in our area. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to figure out, you know, where would make good field trips. So... Um, getting your schedule right. And if you're in one of those states where you do have a set number of hours that you need to accomplish every year, then you really do need to kind of set your overall yearly schedule in in days, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes, hey, somebody, if one day is not going to work out, you might have to pick up a weekend. Build yourself some like homeschool snow days, right? Build yourself <laughs> some extra time in there. Um, but and know that if you have one of those hours requirements, definitely there's a lot of ways to meet those requirements without it being like formal instruction time. And if you uh, join like your local um, homeschooling organization in your state or the Facebook group for your state and ask some questions from other homeschoolers about how they meet the hours requirements in your state, you're going to get tons and tons of ideas. Um, some people feel like they have to do formal instruction for every one of those hours, and that's a very unrealistic thing to obtain. So there's lots mm-hmm. and lots of learning that happens in other places um, that you can leverage. I mean, we could have leveraged STEM time for going to breakfast today. On the Ren Fair that you did is history time. Right. Yeah. You guys literally were watching people bash each other with swords. Well, and, we learned and, all and about and, and medieval medicine. Yeah, we and... did a whole a whole uh, like 30 minute thing on medieval medicine. Yep. Yeah, we did a whole bunch of stuff. So anyways, um, there's lots of ways to meet that. So don't get locked into that. If you're in one of those states, just contact folks in your state and find out the best way to handle that. Where does running away from a fairy catcher fall? <laughs> oh, writing p.e. p.e. that was p.e. <laughs> so yeah, he was uh, gonna get the fairies he was gonna get those fairies so we've set the goals we've chosen our materials we are planning we've done the planning and now we're talking about our homeschool space which is an absolute mm-hmm. disaster and we right? need to clean it up it's clean, been summer clean your room ariel <laughs> yeah <laughs> clean, fold, like... fold the laundry i don't do laundry that's the one like thing i don't ex- do in this house yeah, do the laundry you don't ariel. you don't do the laundry i, I got dirty socks i, I need them cleaned <laughs> Chop, chop. Chop, chop. You're supposed to say. Snap, snap. (laughs) So yeah, look, summer's been hard on our homeschooling space. And I'm sure summer's been hard on your family Every time a friend comes over, it's a disaster. I don't know why. And I I warn them up front. I go, hey, guys, your friend's coming over. I'm just gonna let you know. You got to clean it up when you're done. Okay, daddy, no problem. We got it. And then when it's done, they're like, 
I can't clean this up. It's a disaster. Yeah, oh my <laughs> I'm, gosh. Like, I'm not cleaning it and up. And stuff has gotten misplaced. We have lost oh some gosh. books over the summer. We have anyway, lost so much stuff. Okay. Step one, clean, clean up. <laughs> you know, it's time to clean up from summer, get things, you know, in order. So organize is the next step. If you've got, you've got all your books and curriculum printed. So, you know, now what? So now you've got to make an organization system that works for you. So Clear you, the shelf. We just did it uh, two weeks ago. Right. Organize all your books. For those of you who've you know, have homeschooled before, go ahead and get back into the system or great time to make a new system if your system last year just wasn't really clicking for you. Well, you and want something new. And that's kind of what happened. And we were kind of split between upstairs and downstairs. And we just said, you know, I'm tired of going upstairs to get everything. We're going to turn that into the YouTube studio and all the homeschooling is getting moved downstairs. And we did. And we yeah. moved everything over. And you know what? It's turned out because we've been homeschooling. We homeschool all year round. This, you know, last month or so has been really enjoyable because I can just walk across the living room, mm -hmm. pick up all my books, put them on the, you know, the, the island and get ready for the next morning. And it's wonderful. It's so super easy. Right. So if, if you've got, if you've uh, new to homeschooling, you yep. have to come up with a system or, you know, if you want to change up your system, this is a great time to do that. So, yeah. you know, think about what would work for you. Is it crates? Is it a rolling cart? The new Ikea table that just came back in stock. Right. Are yeah. you doing, uh, <laughs> are you doing bookshelves? Yeah. Um, maybe you've got one for each curriculum or one for each child. Or maybe um, you're going to be on the go a lot and you need to put your entire curriculum into one of these rolling cart suitcase things. Right. I the ones them, that we see at the co-op. I see them at the co-op all the time these people come around they got one for the food and one for the curriculum it's amazing one gal like brings her pressure cooker oh my god she does she's so prepared well she had a they're, they're, i've seen hot i've seen the slow cookers yeah i mean what are you making i don't know chili soup i have no idea but they bring in their slow cooker they got a lot of, i think it's amazing they at least have two or three x more children than we do <laughs> they do they do so that, i mean they've got to be prepared they started a lot earlier than we did <laughs> yeah they do. that's true I just I'm in awe of these of these moms and dads that come into the co-op and some of them are so prepared and I just feel like we're always like hey. the hot mess racing out of the house. <gasps> Guys, those are fighting words. <laughs> because she never goes to the co-op. It's me. I do. I go to dance classes. You went to one class for the whole year. Yeah, but every week I went. And I saw so all of them. You and you were the hot mess. No, not I me. I see the other people running out. I see I see the way that you look when you run out of the house, and you're you have stuff, you have a bag, you have snacks. But these women, they're like who prepared you for the red fair? I know, but these women, I just who I got this. I'm giving you, them props. Yeah, I, I I am a seasoned professional. I have all the scars. I've been in every battle. <laughs> I'm just. I know I, exactly what terror. I'm saying I envy their level of organizational preparedness. I used to bring an unpotty trained child to that school, and I I only had one disaster. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing. Oh, we digress. So look, find find a system that works well for you. If you want to organize on bookshelves, yeah. we love washi tape. Consider washi tape. We'll link some 3M washi tape in the in the show notes. Just don't buy cheap washi tape because it doesn't come off. But otherwise, um, but that's a really great way to tag it, keep all your curriculum together, decide on your organization system. We just reorganized all of our books and changed the way that we wanted to do that so that they'd be easier to find. So go with what works for you. Um, try something new. This is a good time to do it. And really, I think the, the biggest message with the cleanup, the organize, everything, you want to declutter and make things organized so that it makes your homeschool space calm. Yeah. You want it to be cozy and inviting, and when stuff is everywhere and no one can find anything, that's not calm and inviting. When you're wasting time finding books or finding curriculum or getting the printout or you know getting the sheets from this thing, 
it's such a waste of time and it's so frustrating. Well, like you watched kids me, get bored. You watched me how quickly I got prepped for today. Yeah, I mean, it's less true. than 10 minutes. I got prepped for tomorrow. Yeah, I think the best thing is we just want to make an inviting mm-hmm. inviting space for our kids to come in and learn and be able to focus. I say calm um, because we try to set it up that way so that when it's chaos during the day, we're like, but we started from a place of calm. I think did. if you started from a place of crazy cluttered, then it would only go to further levels of chaos. Well, I always to retain that. It always goes off the rails when the four-year-old goes to the Google Hub and starts the morning breakfast run with a little bit of Guns N' Roses. I do love her. I do, do love, love her, her too. I love her a lot. I love her musical choices. <laughs> so, so in the in this theme of getting your homeschool space ready is getting your supplies. This yep. is the time to refresh all the supplies, and it's great because back to school sales are on. So this is this is an awesome you know two birds with one stone situation. You can take your kids, get them some new pencils and stuff, and get them kind of excited about the back to school experience. And you can refresh all of your stuff. This is well, a time to check your glue sticks and your markers. And I did that and with the, the markers and the pencil yep. tins. Those have been so helpful. Like putting all the markers in one tin, one and the markers in the yeah. We finally did the like the the oh, bucket, the bucket or the the can thing, purple bucket thing, where yeah. we where we put all of the markers in one can, and the kids can just grab them. But we we weren't able to do that before because the little one was too she, young. Well, she would, she would let her art spread unnaturally through I mean, the house. she did color on her sister's bed a couple weeks ago, uh, so it may have already been premature. But she was, she yeah. was tired. Yeah, right, you're making excuses. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is a great time to refresh, and this is a wonderful time to get into, if you have built an art caddy, I'm mm-hmm. going to shout out to another one of our episodes about building an art caddy. Yep. Um, this is the time you just went through ours. I just went through it, and I, I kind of pruned it down. You looked, I, and you tossed I, I, old paints. I tossed old stuff. I said, you know, dried I'm not, up markers I'm not and, using this chuck it. These books have, you know, I have 20 coloring books and they're not touching them. We're giving them the goodwill, you know, yeah, and I, I even just, drawn it. I'm <laughs> just paring it down, you know, it's just making it a lot simple, simpler. And now I look up at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could take this down and, and use it. Yeah, yeah. It's more useful when it's not, doesn't look like Mount Vesuvius you know, <laughs> erupting on the top of our fridge. I think it's a great way to um, get back in the homeschool mindset. Yep. You know, this is about slowly starting to return to your routine. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to jump into waking up early the first day and, you know, schooling on the same day, a couple weeks in advance. If you can start getting that wake up time, start moving it earlier and start getting in that solid bedtime routine. This is a real problem this for is us. Some, this is, yeah. I mean, this is, this very- is like, we are not good right on the now. yeah. We are not good on the bedtime routine. <laughs> no, we um, suck. The, We're terrible. Especially the summer has really messed with that routine. So well, it's tough here in the in the in the great Pacific Northwest area because it it takes a long time for it to get dark. It's like ten o'clock and it it's, does. But now, I mean, now it's more like nine thirty ish time when it gets finally gets dark. But I mean, it's tough for you know a four year old to go to bed and looking through her slatted window and you know seeing that still sunlight outside it's a challenge and but this is this is getting everybody kind of ready yeah what we don't want to do is say like go to the fair or something then come the next day be like <laughs> school you know and get everybody early don't yeah. do it after a major big event or right after uh, the last vacation of the summer yeah. give yourself a little bit of time and give yourself some time to ramp into the mornings and the evenings and the way that you want that to be because um, you just don't want to go from like <laughs> cut cold turkey especially these summer nights everybody's you know staying up late there's sleepovers there's all kinds of things well, and you don't on. know what's coming up like for example you're starting your next master's class and then you're starting your new play oh, yeah. and we're about stuff. to get really busy and then you know within five weeks i'm going to be you know having the the parent partnership again 
it's going to be a madhouse in this house. And so I'm, it's, you're right. Like start to get prepped now, mm-hmm. start to do like, I'm, you know, obviously we don't stop, but I'm starting to ramp up homeschooling to more of our like winter, fall, spring levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, we homeschool year round, but the summer Summer's is very just, light. It's naturally chaotic and there's a lot of fun events going on and a lot of field trips yeah. and play dates and trips to grandma's house and things that we don't school to the same level. So for, even for us year round homeschoolers, this is kind of getting back into it and then of course starting with our sports will begin in a few weeks as well so it's like it is really going to amp up here and i remember this last i remember this distinctly last year when when you know we went back into school we had a a big effort and sports were happening and the parent partnership started and i remember i was running around like my head was cut off it was crazy Mm -hmm. and then you know by you know the spring and you know april or February or you know sometime in March or whatever, I was like, oh, "This is easy. I, I got it." You make it. it sound like it took like five months. It did not. Within a month, you were like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, well, like where are the classes? What teachers do I have to go to? What what you know? Yeah, I, I have to um, you know take the little one to her dance class, and then I've got to go do the. I mean, it starts to get a little chaotic, right? Yeah, I, I could and I could see last year that you got a little bit stressed about that because you had the memory of what it was like to have our little one on campus with you when she was three. Yeah, or you know two ish uh, two and a half and then this time it's like okay well she was three and a half and you didn't you know you were thinking back okay how am i going to entertain well, this well this was this the girl year, and all this la- stuff and it was different for you well, so la- last year was the time. year like after classes i had to run to go pick up i had a very tight window right to pick to, up the to get one. across town to get the little one so i had and very often i had two or three other kids with me because i was yeah. the responsible parent and i had to get them all into the car i had to get out of there and I had to get to you know, and it worked the whole year. And you know what? It worked really well. Yeah, but but there was a lot of anxiety going into the school year. This year we don't have that. We actually, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm going to be regretting it. Stay tuned, people, and see if Matthew regrets making the change <laughs> to the schedule. But yeah, we, we've decided to school our kids on two different days. Two different so days. Yeah, with preschool and with the the parent partnership, so that. The day that our youngers in preschool, our older's at home, we can homeschool her. We can focus there, yeah. And then the day that our older's at co-op, then you know the younger one can be homeschooled. So we're we're hoping this works out. Um, this is the great experiment this year. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works. Experiment, yeah. but it's going to go well. So that's part of getting into the back to school mindset. Um, and the other thing, really, is to discuss with your kids what mm-hmm. you plan to do this year. We've been talking with our daughter about the things that we want to study and where we're going with ancient civilizations and the Mm -hmm. science we want to start in the fall and, you know, the different things that we want to do. And that's just giving her a lot of enthusiasm and energy to get into the year. She's excited for her new classes, the new sport that she's going to play this year. Right. There's a lot of new things this year, even though it's a lot of the same thing that she's done the last two years. And whatever it is that's, that's going to be new, there's always Mm -hmm. something new every year, whether it's a new curriculum or, um, you know, different advancements that they've made. Maybe you're going to learn a new a new instrument or start a new sport or whatever it is. I think this is the time to talk to our kids about, you know, hey, this is our goals for the year. This is the fun stuff we're going to do this year. We talk to our kids about getting zoo passes. They're all excited. Um, that's that kind of stuff. This is the time to get them excited about the learning that's going to happen and help everybody to get back in the back to school mindset. Are there any tips that you can have for those families, whether they're new or a little bit more experienced on those first, you know, few weeks, few days as they get into their new homeschool year? I think it's great if you have a co-op or 
a parent partnership or meetups or whatever, or scouts, whatever it is. If you've been, Girl Scouts is going to be firing back up here as yeah, well. Yeah, it's all coming back. Um, <laughs> if you if you can at all get together with your friends from those before you start, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always nice to have a little bit of time to kind of reconnect so that your student feels extra comfortable when they go back into that setting. That's like, oh yeah, I just saw that friend a week ago or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be everyone, but you know, if you can pick, you know, one friend involved in everything, every different, you know, thing you're going to do, it just kind of helps lessen that anxiety a little bit of, of the new and unknown for the year. So that's really great. Um, the other thing that I would say is we talked a lot about de-schooling, mm-hmm. um, but you may have to de-summer. <laughs> I know we will be. Yes, we uh, will. And that means that the first few weeks, it's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to get back in this, the groove, you and your kids, and just don't be too hard on yourself or yeah. them. Uh, I, I tend to get, I tend to be really hard on our daughter sometimes and I have to like back myself off and be like, okay, wait, she's just seven. Just be cool. Um, it's all right. It may take her a little bit of time. So um, remember that that de-summer process might you know, take a few weeks, maybe a month. Depends how hard you summered. <laughs> if you summered real hard, it might take you a whole month. You know, still homeschooling through the summer, um, then you know, it may not be as hard for you. But just uh I think it's a proportionate thing. Like how many months did you take off of doing no school or having a zany schedule or whatever it was? Yeah, right. Uh could take you some time. And uh, now, Ariel, I'm I'm thinking about you know, getting a back to school outfit. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about the blow up T Rex. <laughs> Take my daughter <laughs> to school on that day. You want to go to the co op? I would go to the co op with that and be like, welcome, kids. Welcome back. <laughs> You're so silly. We're homeschoolers. <laughs> yeah, if you can do something fun, not not a giant inflatable T Rex, but if our, you can do, our principal would love it. She would. Um, uh, if you, if you could do something fun to help your kids get back into the Mm -hmm. the school year, maybe it's, uh, something special the night before, maybe they get back to school, new outfits or, Mm -hmm. you know, we always get our kids new backpacks, even though they have no need for a backpack. There's nothing from the co-op. They don't, they don't have to take anything with them, but they just, they just love getting new backpacks. So, you know, maybe that's something that you do. I got to put the snacks in somewhere. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe. Maybe you do that, or maybe at the end of your first homeschool week, you plan a special field trip together, yeah. or um, you you plan a really fun first day. I mean, don't don't go overboard. I mean, the idea is not to do something that's so you know so crazy that you're getting out of. You're trying to establish a routine, so don't muck with that. But I I love the idea. Like last year, I think we took the kids out for froyo at the end mm-hmm. of their first week of school, yep. just to celebrate, and you know. Some way to mark the the first week is always nice. We do have, you know, you've seen people take those pictures of I am so-and-so and I'm in this grade. And this is what I want to be when I grow up and all that stuff. Um, the first day sign. So we have a free first day sign for anyone who would like it. It's on Canva. Um, and Matt will put a link in the show notes for yeah. the Gumroad. So you can grab that if you want to. It's just a Canva template. And if you haven't tried Canva yet, it's free. Just grab yourself an account. And you can fill in all of your students' information and then... I just print them at like FedEx office or UPS store or something. They're they're pretty cheap too, right? Yeah, they're they're like three bucks. I print on an 11 by 17 and then 
kids can celebrate their first day of homeschool. Well, so. it's, it's been a tradition in the family. I, we, we have the pictures. It's pretty much like, I think it's my, my screensaver. Let me check real quick. Yeah. It's the, the first day of school is always my, my cover. Of yeah. My phone, so, so that's yeah. a really fun thing to do too. Everybody else is getting those first day pictures and you should too. So Absolutely. definitely check that out. It's a really fun chalkboard looking, um, type thing. Um, so we hope that you like that. I can't wait until she's uh, 18 and, and we're still doing that. <laughs> Mom is so lame. Gosh. You know, it's funny. We are some friends of ours. We always make them for them every year because she's just not very good with Canva. And she's like, please make it for me. So we do. Um, and her son's going to be 13 now. And he he's always loved it. Even when he was like yeah. 12, I thought, oh, he's probably going to think this is you know silly. But no, he loves the idea. He's like, okay, now I really think this is what I want to do when I grow up. And it's, it's fun to see how it changes it our three-year-old last year. She was like... Because she was, she was when she was three. She said, "She said, I just want to work with flowers, mommy." And I was like, "All right, florist." So that's what it says. It says florist. Should I tell everybody my my florist? No, my, right? we're not doing that. It's a very long joke. It's a great it's, wag the dog joke. It, it's just it's too long. We're okay, not doing. It. I won't do it. So um, the very last parting piece of advice I would give you in prepping for your new homeschool year is to let it go. Let go. Let go of whatever did not work last year. Yes. Let go of, oh, I know how this is going to go. Okay, we're back in school. Now we're going to fight about such and such. Or, you know, I know that they'll never pay attention this way or whatever. Just like you got to, you know, let all that stuff go. This is a new year. The, the kids have grown. Because they've grown, they've changed, they have new interests. They are more mature. They are more willing to do different things. Maybe you're going to try yeah. some different approaches. Maybe yeah. you're trying a new group or new classes or new music lessons or whatever it is. Um, this a- is a- Axe throwing. Backyard axe <laughs> no. throwing. This is a great time to um, just view this as a fresh start for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and let that other stuff go and and just come into your new year and experience it for what it's going to be. Maybe you will still have some of the same issues you had last year. We still have some of the same issues that we have year after year. Um, but I always like to just kind of say it's going to be a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Let's start fresh. Let's not make any assumptions um, and go into it with a, an open and curious heart and try to just enjoy that journey with our kids. Because I feel like when we when we come in with curiosity... Mm-hmm. it's always better, even if sometimes we already knew the answer. <laughs> well, and a lot of times we're a better educator. We, we, we have the, the years that we've done it and we've, you know, experienced it in our, you know, back pocket that we can yeah. pull techniques and, you know, ways to communicate and ways to educate. And we are not scared of the curriculums and we're not scared of topics I know the new homeschoolers may be terrified on that day one. And, and, and trust me, we've all been there. And that's kind of the funny thing with, you know, any type of thing that you're doing. You know, I know you're sitting there listening to it and saying, Matt, you know, this is the first time I'm homeschooling my kid. I don't know if it's going to work. I Am I going to be terrible? And the answer is you're probably not going to be terrible um, because I was terrible. You know, I, I had a tough first few days and oh, the first man, few weeks. Yeah. It's really rough. And we were, we were all there. And then eventually you get into a groove and you, you learn your kids' rhythms mm-hmm. and you you guys work together and you open that lines of communication and you have those successes and those breakthroughs. And then you have a couple steps back a couple months later and you, you're figuring things out and you're telling your wife, you know, oh my God, this is, this is going terrible. And then all of a sudden it turns around and, and then we're dealing with something else. It's just the case of, you know, anything that you do. So if you're starting out and this is your first year, no matter how old your students are, you may have a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old and you're really anxious about teaching a middle schooler. It's okay. 
you're going to do just fine. Yeah. Approach it slowly, be authentic, communicate with your child, and you will make the best of it. And, I, and we're, I'm pretty certain that you're going to have a good year this year. Don't be too scared. It's okay. We've all been there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!